Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 119. And this week, we are going to talk about working with a difficult co-worker, a difficult coach to work with, somebody that is maybe making your life a little bit more difficult than it needs to be, so forth and so on. We as, as coaches, especially the smaller the school gets, the more we have to share our athletes and we all want to do well. And that's going to be a constant theme in this podcast. Everybody wants to do well. We are we are not in this profession to just kind of hang out. Yes, we are here to develop young people. We are here to make them into the best possible uh, athletes and performers that they can be. But there's also a selfishness about it that we want to win, too. We're competitive people, and we want to win. So what do you do when you are working with a, a co-worker or a coach, or maybe it's even an academic sponsor or an activity sponsor that is difficult to work with, that you feel like you're you're giving and they're all take, and you're just getting frustrated with some of the actions of somebody that you're working with? Well, first of all, I think you really, really need to think this through. Uh, there's a couple of things that, that I've taken from a, a couple of people when it comes to employee conflict and potentially working with administration. And I can't remember where I got the first one run for, first one from. But uh, you can win any battle that you want, but you can't win every battle. I, I really think you have to pick and choose your battles. Think of the player in your program who always is coming up and talking to you and wanting to ask you about this or that. And, and it's not necessarily about basketball improvement, but it's about just all of these different things. Kind of that player that, you know, every time they come walking up to you, you kind of have in the back of your mind, oh man, here we go, here we go. I really don't want to talk to Becky or Joey or whatever it may be. The Your administrators could look at you the same way. If every time that something happens that gets you frustrated, you're coming into their office and you can't let anything go, more than likely at some point that stuff's going to start going in one ear and out the other. Uh, Another way you can put it is, is the way Coach Meyer said it, budget your bitches. And if you're, if you're not going to Uh, You have to be smart about how you come into an administrator's office. And I've often told my administrators, if I'm in here talking to you, I've really, really thought this through. And I think this is really, really important. I'm not going to bother you with just little things. If something is really on my mind, if something is really, really wrong, or in my perception, really wrong, then I'm going to come in here and talk to you. So... Something to think about even before we jump into all this other stuff. Uh, what are things that you should get upset about? I, I think that's something that you need to kind of predetermine in your mind, okay? What are some things that I that, that is going to potentially make me angry and upset? I, I, I think the number one thing for, for most of us is selfishness with athletes. Uh, the, that, you know, you have coaches that just believe their program is more important than everybody else's. Uh, you know, I had a situation... Uh, where I had a coworker, a coach at one point, uh, who wanted players to basically go to two practices in the same day while we were in season. 
And man, did that just and 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 the coach's insistence was, well, we need to we need to figure out our teams. And I've always been of the philosophy that our 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 uniforms, our teams are pretty fluid throughout the season. And, and yeah, we're going to make some determinations early in the season, but we're not going to make final decisions for the entire season in two days of practice. That's that's really really difficult to do. That's just me. And again, I know everybody's situation is different. But that's something. Uh, selfishness with facilities. You know, my program has to come first, or we we are uh, we need the weight room to ourselves just for our program from this hour, from eight o'clock to nine o'clock, and that works for them. But for everybody else, it throws everybody else for a loop. Or we want both gyms when one gym would suffice, or. We could be in the auxiliary gym, the smaller gym, instead of the competition gym. Uh, but we want to be in the competition gyms. Things like that. that, that, that those are the things. That, that selfishness with facilities. Uh, selfishness in the offseason. You know, I need to have my kids in my activity four days a week. You kind of figure out what you're going to do. But if we're going to be good, we have to be in four days a week. Well, no, you you don't. You don't. Uh, you know, let's work with this here. Let's go through it, so forth and so on. Uh, the other thing that you could talk about is is unreasonable demands on players that affect your kids and your program. You know, uh, we want them in here uh, at at six thirty in the morning for weights and conditioning, and then they're going to school all day, and then we're going to bring them back at six o'clock at night for open gym or open field or whatever it may be and not you know and again this is not in season stuff this is all out of season uh you know you're looking at kids that they're, that they're putting they're not even into the season yet and they're putting in a 12 or 13 hour day just with school related activities and they haven't even gotten to homework or a part-time job or god forbid we allow them to be teenagers and then we wonder why kids get burned out it's because those are the things that we ask them to do and and to to put them in that situation you know so so those are situations that that you can think about and i'm just giving those as an example and there's probably more but those are situations that you can uh, use as a template of should i be upset about this is this something that i should address coaches are absolutely loving are taking over a new program booklet As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Now, if you've decided to address something with a coworker or a fellow coach, uh, what's the strategies? What are some things that you can do? And here's some things that I've done. First of all, I think you need to get the whole story from multiple sources. I think it's really important that you, uh, if one player comes to you and says, hey, Coach Smith is doing this, and this is really unfair, and this stinks, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right. 
but you know, you get that story from Tommy. Well, let me go talk to Billy and and find a way to kind of get that information out of them without really asking them. Uh, get it from Fred. Get it from Pete. Get it from Joe. Get it from Frank. And if everybody's kind of saying something close to what your original person was saying, then there's probably some some fire with that smoke. If it's just one kid complaining, it's probably just one kid complaining. It's not that you ignore one kid complaining, but you have to be smart. And maybe you go up to the coach and say, hey, uh, I forget the first name I used, Billy. You know, Billy says that this is going on. I, you know, you might want to talk to him about it. You know, he's maybe he's kind of whining a little bit, so forth and so on. But if you go to three, four, five, six kids and you get a pretty consistent story that something's not right or they're feeling frustrated about something or they're being torn uh, uh, in two different directions about some things, you know, then I think it's 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 good to take it to the next step. What's the next step? You need to have a one-on-one conversation with that coach. Don't rely on email. We are so the, the, the modern technology is awesome. It is great. It, it creates shortcuts for so many things. But at the same time, there there's still a time and a place about or for talking to people in a one-on-one situation. It doesn't have to be confrontational. Hey, Coach Smith, you know I just need to talk to you about your your open gyms here. Uh, it, it's it's really kind of putting us in a tough situation here. Uh, we're getting we're wrapping up our season here, and and we, I think we've got a chance to make a good run in district play. Uh, but I really don't want my kids playing in a soccer open gym or a volleyball open gym or whatever your situation may be. Is there a way we can we can have my uh, basketball players not participating in these open gyms and not feeling like uh, they're going to be hurt into their next season or their playing time might be affected? Because that's always the perception. And you have those conversations and you come in well prepared and, and you try to come up and, and maybe you come in with a solution even before you get there. Hey, coach. Uh, I understand that you want your kids in for for soccer uh, workouts or whatever. We're finishing up our season, yada yada yada. I, I know you're having this three times a week. Could you? Uh, could my players just come in on Sunday nights? Uh, that's their day off anyway. I don't mind them doing some stuff. Here's some things I would like for them to to be limited from doing. I really don't want a bunch of full contact stuff. But they can come in on Sunday nights and get some skill development in, some non-contact stuff. But for the rest of the time, can can they be mine from Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday? And when you come in with that solution, a lot of times that diffuses the whole situation. And it's hard for that other coach to look at you and go, ah, you know what, that that doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, no, they have to be here. Then they look like the bad guy, and that's when you take it to the next step. Next step, of course, is if you don't feel like things have been resolved to your uh, want to, is you got to take it to your activities director. And don't be, uh, again, you know, you you have to be careful with what you bring to your administrators, I believe. I think you need to be selective with what you bring. I think that's probably the right word is selective with what you bring to your activities directors. But you go in and you discuss it with them. You give them your perspective. You try to take the the, the 30,000-foot uh, view, and you try to have a, a very good perspective with it. And ask for their perspective. What do they? What needs to be done? Here's what I don't like about this situation, so forth and so on. And if necessary, then you take it to the next level, where you ask your AD to moderate a meeting between the two of you to help find a common ground, because you have to find a common ground. Uh that's what your activities director is there for. Your activities director there is 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 not there to just sign some paperwork and things like that. They are in the people business and they are to run to the entire activities department. And I would say 
a big red flag is if you're if your AD doesn't buy in to steps three and step four, then you may re, you may need to rethink some things when it comes to your employment within that district because the number one job of an activities director is to make sure that everybody is on the same page, that we are developing the entire activities department. And when I say activities, that just doesn't mean athletics. And I know the vast majority of the folks listening to these are athletic coaches. It's also about... Uh, the music programs and the drama department and the academic clubs. And you've got to be willing to give a little bit to create goodwill so that it's good because your kids are not just soccer players or basketball players or football players. They are teenagers with a wide variety of interests and you need to be supportive of those. And you'd be surprised that if you take a little bit of a step back and you support them in those ventures, you're going to get more from them instead of demanding that they have to be here for this, that, and the other thing. And then that creates resentment. They're not going to work as hard for you. They become frustrated with you. That can that can leak into locker room issues, so forth and so on. So in this whole scheme of things, I fully get it. We all have to be a little bit selfish with our programs if we want to be successful. And I and I think kind of where I've arrived at with working with coworkers and other coaches that might be a little bit difficult to work with, I'm not asking for anything more than what you have, but I'm also not going to take anything less than what you have. So if you get three open gyms a week, then I deserve three open gyms a week. If you get this in preseason conditioning. If you get this amount of time or if you get this amount of, of leeway, then I get this in preseason conditioning. So for the don't ask for anything more than, than, than what somebody else has, but you shouldn't ask for anything less either. That's just the way it should be. And I think when you're, when you're coming up with these discussions, when you're going through these situations, I think there's two really important things that you need to ask yourself when you're maybe making changes or you're deciding to, to, to confront somebody or have a discussion about this. How does this affect other programs? How do my actions affect other programs? If I decide to go from two open gyms a week to three open gyms a week, how does this affect other programs? And I think that's something that you need to think about because if football decides to do an extra open field a week, how would that affect your program? Or volleyball has an extra open gym a week. How would that affect your program? And if you to decide to make some changes, how does this affect my kids, my players in my program? Because and I think I want to leave with this. It's about the kids. It's about the kids and it's about their experience. And yes, we want to win. And we want to put in that extra time, and we're willing to put, the vast majority of you listening to this are obviously willing to put in that extra time. But remember, it's about the kids. It's not about us and we as coaches having our own egos stroked and, and having people tell us how awesome we are because we won this championship or that championship. As my old friend Matt Fritchie would say, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jills and the Joes. And... You have to keep that perspective, not only when it comes to the winning part of it, but when it comes to the kids' experience. And if you win all the games in the world, but your kids are miserable, then it's not really worth it, in my opinion. I, I want to be a transformational coach that wants to provide a great experience for your kids. And obviously, again, we're competitive. 
We want to win, but you got to do it in a way where you don't want to win today to lose tomorrow and the next day and next week and next month and next year. That does you no good. That does you absolutely no good. You have to think about your kids first and what's best for your kids. And sometimes that means that you need to have discussions, have tough conversations with other coaches to do what's best for kids in your district. So Foundation Friday, number 119, uh, working with a difficult co-worker, working with other people to get on the same page. I hope this has helped you out. Uh, I know it's a situation that a lot of us are in at times. So I hope this podcast has helped you out. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.